Thank you for flying on Jimmy Butler Airlines, the airline that works hard and tells you it works hard constantly. I'm your flight attendant, Rob, along with our other flight attendants, Scott and Rachel Nichols. We'll be rerouting our destination halfway through our flight, so please bear with us as we're not sure where we'll end up. If you've never flown with us before, we suggest you keep a close eye on your wife or significant other. Thank you for flying on Jimmy Air. Welcome to episode 90 of Wolvescast. 90. 90. It's the show that doesn't mind being called WCast or even Wolves C. <laughs> it's hosted by myself and my cunning friend. I'm Scott. I'm Robert. That's right, Robert with an H. He is back, everybody. We said he would be, and he is, and we're back too. Great to be back. We have a fun episode of Wolvescast. We talk about the Timberwolves, if you didn't know. I'm sorry if you came here expecting to talk about wolves like the wild animal wolves. Mm, that would um, be a pretty cool podcast. I bet that's a better podcast Sister than ours. Podcast. Maybe we'll do a crossover episode. We'll find a podcast that. about wolves and we'll do a crossover over episode. This episode is on a time limit tonight. We only got 58 minutes to save the world, so we got to get done with this in the next 58 minutes. We're not going to stop. We're not going to cut. Even when we make a mistake, we're just going to keep on going. That's this right. is a live podcast experience that you're all enjoying right now. <laughs> Uh, before we start today, though, check out the Wolvescast Digest. Thank you to Canis Hoopis. They put our podcast up every week. They don't have to do that, but they do that for us. And maybe you heard about us only because of that. So shouts to Canis Hoopis. I put, Big shout-outs. I do this thing every week where I throw together a bunch of odds and ends and uh, make it the Wolvescast Digest. And every week I'm trying to make it weirder and weirder because so far the editors at Canis Hoopis have not reached out to me and been like, Scott, this is too weird. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm going to keep pushing that envelope. This no week. limits. This no week boundaries. is the weirdest one yet i guarantee it so please go check that out and before we start with our week recap i just have to give a shout out to crunch and munch that's right the food delivery service crunch and munch they're sponsoring the program that is what happens it's like bite squad but crunch comes up (laughs) crunch the wolf will deliver that food that's crunch and munch food delivery by crunch use promo code wolvescast that's right promo code wolvescast you might have seen him during games where he delivers popcorn to an opposing fan oh yeah dumps it on their head that's right quality service crunch and munch we're going to get into this week cap, the week of L's. That's How many right. L's can be in this week, everybody? Four losses and in six days. What a fun time to be a Timberwolves fan. Ugh. Haven't got a road win yet, and that stinks because all of our games are on the road this week. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure how much we're going to want to talk about these. Loss at Warriors, 99-116. I will say this. I expected this loss. I think everyone expected this loss. I think without knowing that they were going to lose their next three games, you actually had to be somewhat encouraged that they hung with the Warriors for three quarters and actually went into the fourth, I believe, with a lead. Uh, but then, of course, the bottom falls out, and that's what as, the Warriors as do. As it does. Usually it's one quarter that the Warriors just you know blow you out of the gym, and that's just the way that they operate. So, you know, it wasn't super dispiriting. I mean, we had high hopes at the beginning of the week. Even though you lost the Warriors, there were still some good performances. Mm-hmm. Um, you still had some hope that maybe that if they played as well as they played against the Warriors for three quarters, that they would have a good chance of taking, you know, maybe two of their other their remaining road games on the trip. But uh, little did we know that things were about to get even worse. Yeah, I mean, I've already been on record saying I think the Warriors are not going to lose a game this postseason. I think they're going to sweep the playoffs. Wow. Um 
Shouts to Wolf's Cast Digest. Did I tell you about Wolf's Cast Digest? That's something I put together? I think you did. I featured a link from Ghostfacezilla from SB Nation. He wrote an article. It was called Jimmy Butler's Ruining the Timberwolf Season and Maybe Their Future. And in it, he wrote, Butler played against the Warriors on Wednesday, a game Minnesota was destined to lose because Golden State is unbeatable right now. Sandwiched around that 35-minute performance from Butler, he sat out games against the rival Jazz and the rival Blazers. If you're really trying to strategically rest a player, you play him in the winnable critical games and sit him against teams likely to run you out of the gym. Though these days, many teams are clearly able to run the Wolves out of the gym. So it's just like, this is Jimmy picking his games that he wants to play. And he's not even picking the good ones. I'd rather have him play against the Trailblazers, you know, than yeah. the Warriors. We were going to lose this game regardless. And Jimmy's like, I'm going to suit up for this one. So thanks for that, Jimmy. It's, uh, uh, it's this weird misalignment of priorities between Tibbs and Jimmy and the rest of the team. It's just like everyone's got their own agenda and it's... That's right. It's tough when they're not all aligned. And we're going to get to that in, as the Wolf House. But let's go to our next game. This was disappointing in Portland. Uh, we lost to the uh, Trail Bla- the T Blazers. We T-Blazers. lost to the T Blazers, eighty-one to one eleven. It's our second worst loss of the season behind the Milwaukee loss. No Butler, no Teague, no Derrick Rose. We shot thirty-two percent from the field. Thirty-two percent, Robert. Thirty-two percent. That man. would be good for a three-point. That that's that's below average for three-point rate. You that know, was. Um, even though they lost by 30, it wasn't even that close. No, we had the we had the end of the bench playing the whole fourth quarter. End of the bench. And it was actually, I've gotten, I actually, there's silver linings to this. I like seeing the end of the bench guys because at least they play hard. Like seeing Kata Bates-Diop? Yeah, I like seeing him. I like seeing Nunnally. C.J. Uh, Williams. C.J. Williams. Uh, we saw uh, Terrell. He struggled yeah. to get his first NBA Ooh, ba- that was basket. Bad. That was tough. But it was uh, I mean, those are the storylines that you have to cling on to, other than the actual winning, losing portion of the game, because that was out of reach by the end of the first yeah, half. Yeah, so. and once they smoked us, you got to rest your guys, because the very next night we're in L.A. playing the Clippers, 109-120 loss. Butler and Rose were back, but it didn't make a difference. Nope. This was the Tobias Harris trade bait game. <laughs> Tibbs got a front row seat to the efficient, steady game of Harris. He was killing us, just shooting over he all the defenders all night. Us. Oh, he's been great. And he's Tobias Harris is funny because uh, he's a guy who every time he gets traded, the team that receives him wins the trade. There mm-hmm. was the Tobias Harris to Milwaukee from Orlando trade where they got Brandon Jennings and like Ilyasova back for like yeah. the end of their contract, and Tobias Harris was under team control for years. Then there was the Milwaukee to Detroit trade, uh, where Detroit won that. I forget even what Detroit mm-hmm. sent back to Milwaukee. Not good stuff. No. Was it Brandon Knight? I think it was Brandon Knight. It, I can't even remember, honestly. But And then Detroit sent him to the Clippers, and Detroit got back Blake Griffin's loaded contract, and the Clippers got all these awesome pieces, you know? Yeah, so, I I was so envious watching the Clippers, a team that like plays cohesively and plays hard and has guys that like overachieve. Yeah, they don't like, have any stars. Harrell just eat up all of our centers and forwards just oh, yeah. on like pure effort it it's uh, a fun team to watch and a fun team because it's a bunch of people who aren't all-stars but they're all like solid rotation people so they go one to nine you know with very solid rotation pieces and uh yeah they just played harder always than fun us. to watch patrick patrick beverly too. oh yeah i love pat never Beth. a dull moment love boban boban's a lot boban. of fun yes Man. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, that was a better it's game. A, it's it's kind of a stark departure from the Clippers used to be like the least likable team in the NBA. Yeah. In my, Chris, in my estimation. Chris and Blake were always crying to the refs. Doc they, Rivers. They, it was the number one like, let's wind to the refs team, you know? Yes. 
Yeah, but now they're just, uh, dare I say, scrappy. And, you know, I want to win every game against the Clippers because they're the only team in NBA history that's worse than the Wolves as a franchise. They <laughs> have a lower winning percentage than us. So every time we lose to them, I'm like, man, we're getting closer to that bottom of the barrel. That's right. Keep us at 29th, please. Yes. And finally, we stuck around L.A., got an L against the Lakers, 110-114. Very well-played competitive game. A franchise high, 23s for the Wolves. Only six more threes than Clay Thompson himself made <laughs> in the Chicago game. Uh, Rose was lights out, 11 for 17 for 31 points, seven three-pointers. Seven. That, and the shot wasn't looking as flat as it normally does. It was yeah, looking pretty he good. Was, he was line driving it to begin the year. So that's uh, it's good to see him... Uh, Good to see him shooting well. Good to see the Wolves kind of getting with the program, at least somewhat. I mean, three or four years or whatever later than everybody else. But uh, better late than never. And it always, uh, games like this, it always strikes me that the Wolves can set like a franchise record and still lose. Because yeah. their defense is that god-awful. Well, you know, it's uh, one, yes, the defense is that bad that we can make a franchise high in three-pointers and still lose. But also, it just goes to show that our franchise high for three-pointers isn't that notable. <laughs> yeah. We can hit 23s in a game, and the Rockets are like, what? We made 35. You know? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of like a, a Wolves franchise record that'll go down as being like, wow, that's impressive. Maybe like opponent field goal percentage or something, or, uh, or threes allowed, mm, maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Something that really sticks out, because yeah, you're right. The Wolves three-point record isn't... Uh, that's not a that's not an exactly eye catching stat, but headed in the right direction at the very least. Sucks to lose though. Sucks yeah, to lose sucks in to LA. Have Tyson Chandler basically, you know, dominate you down the stretch. Oh yeah, and it sucks to have the younger guys kind of uh, not being the guys that are carrying you in nope. close games. Tibbs is going with the vets, riding the vets hard because <sighs> it's important for us to you know win Squeak forty games. Win forty games this year with these vets. All right. Well, it sounds like we're frustrated talking about the last week, so that brings us into a perfect segue into this week's soap opera drama. As the Wolf Howls. That's right. It's As the Wolf Howls. This whole season is a soap opera drama. At this point, I expect Jimmy Butler's long-lost twin to come back into the picture, and we're going to find out that Flip Saunders never really died. It was also his twin, and he comes back with an eye patch or something. Or maybe mm. maybe it's not Flip Saunders. It's his long-lost twin, Dip Saunders, who comes Dip. back. Yeah, ah. There's going to be some drama. Debbie's coming back. Both Debbies are going to come back for Tibbs and be like, why didn't you choose us? You know, Just when you thought it couldn't get any more dramatic. Uh, that's, a, that's when you know you're in the middle of a soap opera season. It will get more dramatic. Butler continues to sit out whatever game he feels like. Um, so sorry, people who are buying tickets to Wolves games. You don't know if you're going to see Jimmy Butler or not because he gets to decide. He doesn't seem to uh, to really care that much. This is begi- this is like a uh, one of those relationships where one person is doing everything they can. Been to- in a few of those. Yeah, it's yeah we all, we all have. It's one of those things though where uh, sometimes people say, as the best player on your team goes, the rest of the team goes. If Jimmy Butler doesn't care, well, it explains a lot of the other players' attitude right now. It seems like yeah. a lot of players on this team don't care right now. This is, um, I mean, we've been through some really bad seasons before. Mm. I mean, I'm hearkening back to the uh, the Kevin Love missing the entire season. Sure. Um, hearkening back to some of the Al Jefferson yep. years that were just, just really six, tough. 16-win season that got us cat. Yeah. And here's the... 
Yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing I've been seeing. I've seen people online. I know. Once again, this is a weekly segment we could have called Scott overreacts to a small sample size of people <laughs> online. But I've seen people complain, respond to Britt Robson, people on Twitter being like, this is too much for me. I'm Andy, my Walls fandom. This season is too much. I'm like, this season's too much. Where have you been for the past 10 seasons, my friend? Because we've had like one, maybe two good seasons in the past 10. So I just think it's funny that people are online being like, I've been a diehard Wolves fan. I stuck with them through thick and thin. But this season is where the straw is. I'm like, what? We're still going to win more than like the 29 games we won the season before Cat came here. Like yeah. this is still like a very good season for us because even without Jimmy Butler, even Jimmy Butler didn't get traded. Even he sat out. We'd have a better team than we've had for eight of the last 10 seasons. So See, I'm, I'm accustomed to just general incompetence. That's right. And lack of talent. It's because you're a Wolves fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to that. But the nature of the dysfunction now where it's like, again, like we talked about misaligned priorities and having talent, but not seeing it uh, fully exploited and people going to their uh, potential. Yeah. You know, I'm used to Martel Webster mm, and yeah. Lazar Hayward That's and right. Darko. And Tell those fair. guys that just, yeah, Bassey. Those guys that just weren't that talented, but, you know, you, you knew what you're getting into. Now we have to deal with a coach that just doesn't seem to have the franchise's long-term interests in mind. An it's owner true. that seems, uh, I mean, Papa Glenn not, not really being decisive and uh, wanting to make the tough decisions and players that aren't giving it their all and players that aren't playing hard. It's I just, guess there's this a, good, is a different kind of There's a good frustration point there, where it's like, when we're bad, at least we know the direction. We're going to be bad, yes. we're going to get a pick, and we're going to get better, and we're just going to keep doing that and keep trying to add where we can. Right now, we don't know where we're going. There's a mystery because it's like, are we going to keep Butler? Are we getting rid of him? Are we going to get worse? Are we going to get better? You know, it's just like, and it's also something I said last week about the Milwaukee game. Like, I will, it's fine if you get blown out against a better team. It's not fine to not try, you know, yeah. like, it's worse to not try to be good and not try than it is to be bad and try your hardest. Give me the team that's outmatched physically, athletically, and they're trying, but they just stink. The Luke Rindauer teams, if you will. Mm. And uh, compared to this team with all the talent in the world, but it's just like the toxicity of the situation has been driving them down. It's uh, At least we had guys like Luke Rindauer and Corey Brewer back in those days who would, at least you know they were trying hard, you know. On this team, really, like, Okogie and maybe Tolliver, the only guys that you can look at and be like, these guys are really working their butts off. Yeah. You know, at this stage, it's just like people don't – the guys on the team don't really seem that uh, inclined to play that hard for different reasons, whether it be, you know, wanting to get the hell out of there or wanting it be that they don't like the coach or they're on one-year deals and yep. they just don't really care that much about winning and losing. They're just out for getting their own stats. It's – uh it's a mess. It's something that, you know, we've been through. Again, we've been through some tough years, but this is uh, this is a different level, different uh, different kind of dysfunction that's, for me, it's particularly frustrating. So I guess we're just going to have to grit our teeth. This is really testing our mettle as Wolves fans, you know? This is, nah. hopefully we'll look, you're... Nah, I, I'm just still in the same boat. I understand what you're saying, and I can feel that sentiment with other people, but it's like... We've been way through, we've been way through way worse than this. I remember I remember during the David Kahn era, Neil and I <laughs> talking to each other back in the days before the pod. Where we were like, "Man, 
if we don't get the right people around Kevin Love, we're going to be doomed, you know? And just like that, like I, I, I remember acutely the bad times and this is a bad time, but it's not so bad that it's going to be like, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. No, this back can't break anymore. After all I've been through with this team, you know? Yeah, I suppose we're still going to watch it, Rob, of all the fan bases that could weather something like this. I mean, we're better. This fan has been through tough times. We feel at home in disharmony, you know, like we are the ones who take like when we were good and we didn't have the drama, Wolves fans didn't know how to act, you know? And, Mm. and then all this dreamy drama came out and we're like, we know this stuff. We're like the anti Spurs. Yeah, we really are. That's a great way to put it. The anti Spurs. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking, this is a tangent, but whatever, let's go on it. Full court press let's. isn't that long this week. I was thinking about how the Wolves ruin everything they touch. <laughs> like, remember when we hired Rick Adelman and we were like, Rick Adelman, this is an NBA legend. This mm-hmm. guy's going to turn around this team. And then he came in and was playing J.J. Barea over Ricky Rubio in fourth quarters, Ugh. not making the playoffs, ending his career where we're like, this guy doesn't care because his wife is sick. You know, like, he does, he's checked out, you know, where it's just like a very kind of like, lackluster ending to a Hall of Fame coaching career. And then we got Tibbs in here. We're like, Tibbs, Tibbs is here. Tibbs has been nothing but success as a head coach. You know, he's 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 a hard-nosed kind of guy, but look at his results. And, like, uniformly, I mean, we, even on the pod, we said, like, we're, we have some reservations about giving him president of basketball operations power and coach, but if that's what you got to do to land Tibbs, it's worth it because mm-hmm. he's the best coach on the market. And, like, that's that's how we acted, you know? And then we see Tibbs, and all of a sudden, like, I mean – Ghostface Ziller brought it up in that article I linked. He says, Tips might not get another NBA head coaching job. That's how it's bad it's been. That he, bad. It's been that bad. So it's just like, I, I feel, and bringing it back to the Spurs, the anti Spurs, the other night I was thinking, if we got Popovich, would he suddenly become bad too? Like, if, if some reason mm-hmm. Popovich came here, all of a sudden he'd be like making bad calls and being a terrible person too. Like, is it something about our franchise where it's like, if you're going to come here, it's going to turn you bad? <laughs> Yeah, it's like we finally get a all like the biggest. I mean, whether it be free agent or trade, the biggest, the biggest acquirement in our in Wolf's history goes south after one season. Yep. So it, you're exactly right. It is just it's a matter of time before things just go south. Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it takes. You know, like with Jimmy, it took a season, uh, but but it never without fail. It's always going to go to hell. So. I wrote in the digest this week. I should let you guys know, just so you don't feel intimidated. I got mm-hmm. a journalism degree from the Medill School of Ooh. Journalism in Northwestern. I'm a writer. Wow. So if you can't match this eloquence, don't feel bad. I've been classically trained, okay? Mm. Now, having said that, here's what I wrote in the digest. We're like Midas, but with poop instead of gold. <laughs> it's the walls. <laughs> poop instead of gold. Everything we touch turns to wow. poop. Wow. You can uh, really can really sense the background that goes into a statement like that yeah yeah that is poetry uh john krasinski shouts to ap john we love him Man. there's some weird stuff going on between shams and eight and Woj right now where it's just mm. like shams and john will report the truth for the athletic and then Woj will be like no bernie lee says something else i'm not ready to get into this conversation i'm still blo- politics i'm still blocked the, by Woj between on the Twitter. NBC, nba insiders <laughs> that's right um, but uh, John's episode, uh, you should always be listening to John Krasinski's show. It's called The John Krasinski Show, which is really hard to spell. So good luck trying to do that. Just remember it's yeah. J-O-N, not J-O-H-N. Yeah, just and remember then, that and you'll be okay. And then K-R-A-W and it'll autofill. But I like the old name, You Betcha Basketball. Yep. But I get it. This is better branding. But You Betcha Basketball, great name, right? I like that. 
So, anyways, uh, you should listen to that every week because John's got that insider access. This week, they uh, they did not hold any punches. Here's some quotes about the drama. The damage that is being inflicted on this franchise right now is almost immeasurable. Not only with the fans and the business side, but with Cat and the young guys. Here's another quote. They can't sell a ticket to save their lives right now. If you were watching the Portland game, the whole thing was a giant infomercial for buy one ticket, get one free. They had ads that ran the entire show. They can't give these tickets away. It's a vote of no confidence. There's yeah. two more quotes I want to do, but I'll hit this one first. I feel bad for the, the ticket reps. I've always you, felt you bad for You make the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. You have the best team, one of the best records ever for your team in history. You have that team coming back, and uh, you had 18 sellouts last year, and now you can't sell a ticket. And this is what I, I – Neil and I were season ticket holders for two years. Mm. The, the Andre Karolinko year. Whew, love that year. Knuckle push-ups, but what a fun year. The Iron Nine, when we only had nine players playing. <laughs> Alexi Chavet, I still have his Russian jersey. I actually also have an authentic Alexi Chavet black jersey. I got it for 20 bucks, but it's authentic. It feels so nice That's when you wear it. worth something. I hope so. And then – I had we had season tickets for the last love season. Here we went mm-hmm. forty and forty four or whatever. Just barely missed the playoffs. Adelman's last season, and after that, we knew love was getting traded. And they're like, "Why don't you want to pay more for season tickets next year?" And I was like, "Come on, guys. We know love isn't going to be here. We're going to be tanking." And so I didn't buy season tickets then. And it's the same thing every year since. I've been like, I could buy season tickets, or I can get every one of these games cheaper on StubHub. Once again, we're there. We're 29th in attendance so far. And so once again, I'm sorry, people who are trying to sell Timberwolves tickets. And the people who are there are booing yeah, well, the head coach. If I bought season tickets, players. if I was like after the you know playoffs last year, I was like, renew my season tickets. This is going to be great. I would be pissed because now there's all these ticket deals. They're giving away for free almost. Yeah, and you're like, I paid, I paid full price for these? I paid full price, you know, like I paid like $50 for the seat per game and I can see them on StubHub for 20, you know, like it's brutal, but it just reinforces my attitude, which is the Timberwolves have always been so bad and inconsistent. Never buy season tickets because you're going to be able to get those on StubHub for pretty cheap. I was a season ticket holder back, I believe it was 2010 and I had decent tickets, five bucks a game. I oh, think sure. it was uh, about $200 for the entire season. And it was a great deal, but a lot of uh, a lot of losses. And I think it's probably be even tougher now because they're I mean the probably the cheapest package you can get is going to be at least twice that much. Yeah. And you're getting a team that you know is going to be you're getting a a team that you know is going to be fractured you know, in a matter of time and you're getting a team that you know isn't going to play hard and uh, it's just an embarrassment at this point, the yeah. like, laughing stock of the NBA, who wants to be a part of that? And that's why I feel so bad for the business side. If you're a sales rep, and I don't know how it works, but I'm guessing... Hopefully they also I'm do guessing sales I'm, as yeah, well. Yeah, seriously. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, hopefully they do go for women's sales. I saw the Lindsay Whale in effect. Ah. Bumped up those season tickets. Shout yep. to Lindsay. Um, it's but I feel so, so bad because sale. if you're a salesman, part of your salary is probably commission. And you're like, you know what? This has been the hardest sales job in sports, trying to get people interested in like the worst team in the NBA over the past 20 years. And then they're like, oh my God, we made the playoffs. Finally, we'll have an easy season. And it just crashes for yeah, them. Yeah, I think it was so demoralizing. You said like all the goodwill that the Wolves accumulated ma- making the playoffs. Squandered. It's all gone away, all been squandered. And you're left with like... You're you're in a spot that's 
even worse than before they brought in Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. It's because now the Wolves are, again, like we talked about, they're a laughing stock. And you're kind of, anytime that you say, like, yeah, I'm a Timberwolves fan, you say that to somebody who is just a casual NBA fan, and they're like, oh, man, you must yep. be. You must be having a hard time right now. You exactly. guys are, you guys are, you know, doing terrible, and your and your best player is trying to get the hell out of there. But if and you've the been whole Timberwolves thing, it's just yeah. embarrassing. Hey, if you've been a Timberwolves fan for more than two years, though, you know how you've grown that thick skin, being like, yes. yeah, I know we're the worst, but I'm still the a fan. Weren't, were, they weren't known for anything except being bad. Now they're known for being bad and being and this whole Jimmy Butler saga. So. Yeah. It's a here's the final trying times. Here's the final quote from that. I'm surprised at the widespread acceptance of the situation in the locker room. A lot of those guys like Jimmy and part of it may be they're looking at it as here's a guy who's standing up to Tibbs and who's doing his own thing and making Tibbs look bad, which is interesting because this is something I haven't considered yet, which is we've kind of thought about this as Jimmy versus Tibbs versus the team, you know, mm. and I'm starting and if people and it does seem like besides Cat, there's not too many people on the team who are angry at Jimmy. And I think that's really telling about how the players have no confidence in Tibbs. If it is what that quote was, which is the players don't care about the BS that Jimmy's pulling because he's making Tibbs look bad and Tibbs is the real enemy. I think that explains a lot. And I think it also just shows how Tibbs has no control over this locker room. Like the guy he thinks he is the best at is Jimmy Butler and he wants off the team, you know? So it's like... There's just no cohesion at all in the locker room to the point where players are taking Jimmy's side, even though Jimmy's hurting the team and we're losing games because of him. He's being a diva. Players are taking his side because they hate Thibs that much. Yeah, it's a. I think a lot of these younger guys are looking at these other situations too, like like the Brett Browns and the Steve Kerr's and the and the all these much more Kenny Atkinson, all these like very player friendly coaches, and that's the way the NBA is going. And that the Wolves are stuck with Tibbs, who just yells and yells and yells, and is taking the side of a guy who wants out. And your long term your long term cornerstones, they're just you know seemingly they're just forgotten about in this situation. And it's just just a there's zero sense that you get that the players want to play hard for Tom Thibodeau right now. And I think that's ultimately why Almost this the opposite. Why they, this feels more disappointing than the David Kahn teams. The David Kahn teams were set up for failure because David Kahn was stupid. And whereas <laughs> these teams are our players actively hate our management. They actively hate the coaches. And it's just it's toxic. It uh, that's the word for it. Toxic. That would be that should be our theme music. Is, do 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 do. I love with the man because you know that I'm toxic. Wow, you have a beautiful voice, Scott. Thank you. I I agree. All right. Well, it's time for full court press. Before we do though, let's just give me a shout out. Go to wolvescast.com. There's a shop tab. We have long sleeve tees right now. There's a they're in the style of the Kevin Garnett in you know, black with the green trees. Mm-hmm. Trees going down the sleeves. Wolves cast in that graffiti font on the on the breast. It looks beautiful. It High looks quality. terrific. And I this will be a surprise to Neil who's editing this right now. I hate lawn sleeve tees. He knows that. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I just feel trapped. That's why I like hoodies. You can unzip them. You yes. know? I don't like crew necks. I just I just get hot really easily and I feel trapped in these lawn sleeve tees. And these ones I've been wearing. I've been wearing mm-hmm. them. It's the first lawn sleeve tee I've ever loved. That's saying something. It, uh, it's saying less than what it means to me in my real life. You guys don't know this battle. It's 31 years of me rebelling against long sleeve tees. And here's mm. the first one I've ever loved. 
and you can get one going to Wolf's Cast. Go to the shop page. There's a promo code, Jimmy Jam. Not Jimmy Butler. It's Jimmy Jam. That's right. <laughs> Guy who made Janet Jackson sound so good. Type in the promo code, Jimmy Jam. You'll get that for five bucks off. And if you order it, I'm going to be the one who mails it to you. All right. That's our sponsor right there. It's time for Full Court Press. Here's the tip. We only have one subject this time. It's 12 games into the season, Robert. We're more than an eighth of the way into the season. The season moves so fast, you know? Mm. Let's take a look Luckily, at where, it's moving where so we fast. stand right now. Yeah, seriously. Uh, 12 game sample. We're four and eight. Not good. Toughest schedule in the NBA so far. Not bad. Mm, okay. I mean, we did play the Cavs, which are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yes. I was so confident in two gambling things before the season. Take the over for the Bucks. Looks very smart. Yep, very. I said, take the over for the Cavs. They were rated at like 27 Ooh. games, 28 games. And I was like, Kevin Love and these vets alone are going to be able to get that. Kevin Love's not going to play for a few months. And it seems like Kyle Korver could get traded. Can he come here, please? J.R. Smith is asking to be traded. We it's... don't have any white guys on the Timberwolves, and that's very weird. We yeah. usually do. We usually do. You know, we're a white we're a white place. I think uh, Korver counts as a ex-Timber Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He does. He played for Tibbs. The there criteria. we go. Oh, my God. I can't believe we don't have him yet. Let's get him here. Yeah. Trade Jimmy <laughs> Butler for him, please. All right. Straight up. Well, Jimmy Butler for Kevin Love and Kyle Korver, who says no. <laughs> All right. So we got 16th in offensive rating. Not bad. 29th in defensive rating. That's not good. There are no. 30 teams. The so 29th is not good. No. We're 26th in rebounding. Feels like we're worse than that. Much worse. We're 11th in pace. Hey, top half of the league. Okay. 17th in three-point attempts. Ah. Amazing. We've been 29th or 30th right every that, year for right the, that meaty part our entire curve. lives. Yes. I'll take that. That is an improvement. Second in fewest turnovers. Okay. Not good. bad. Got to take care of the ball. Imagine how bad it would be if they were like 10th in turnovers. I'm Could just thinking about all these, the couple of positive stats, you know, Imagine if it was, they might be, have only have like two victories or something like that. Well, I think I heard it was, uh, I think the Rainers NBA show was talking about the Spurs and how they're succeeding. They're not taking threes or doing the stuff that you would think in a mm. modern NBA, but they never turn the ball over. They yes. don't foul. They do all of the little things, you know? And I think uh, for us who are bad at so many things, we got to do the little things like get to the when line. the rest of the league zigs, the Spurs zag. That's right. God, I love them for it. Yes. We're also third in steals. Shouts to Okogi, huh? Yep. He's good at that. He's influencing them. Um, so I think from this, uh, it's clear that the rebounding is one of the biggest things. Like, I can't, Absolutely. I can't stand watching it, you know? It's just so bad. And, like... It's personally offensive to me because my only skill on the mm. basketball court is I'm heavy and I'm you large. You clean that glass. So I'm good at... I'm No, I don't clean the glass, Robert. I box out the guy who's going to clean... I box out Jared. And he can't He can't get the rebound. <laughs> Professor Pigskin. Professor Pigskin. And then someone else gets the rebound. I'm not looking for that glory. That's, I'm not trying to get the rebound. Box him out I'm like not gonna under jump. the basket. Yeah, I box out the big man. And then one of my other guys gets that rebound. And that's not. That's what's not happening on this team. Because everyone wants the glory of getting the rebound. Everyone wants to get their stats up. Okogi's jumping in and stealing rebounds. Cat's jumping in and stealing rebounds. Mm-hmm. Wiggins is like, people are criticizing me because I don't rebound well for my position. And no one's boxing out. And that's what it takes. As someone who's unselfish, like a, a Brooke Lopez is good at this. Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez doesn't average a double-double because he boxes people out and lets someone else get the rebound. And it's just clearly not happening. And it's frustrating. Yes, it's one of the most frustrating things to watch is teams, when you finally do get... I mean, the defense is awful. When they do get stops, at like a third of the time, 
I think it's even more than a third of the time there's offensive rebounds. Oh, and I mean, crazy. we saw that it killed the Wolves down, and that was final that final possession against the Lakers, yep. uh, where I think they got two extra possessions and they had to foul. Maddening. It it's and it seems to Drives be happening just from like sheer effort. It, yeah, it seems like that's kind of in the ether. Is that guys just aren't really wanting to, you know, really like Cat is he, he can get manhandled. That's been something that we've seen. And like I said, you know, no one's doing the team rebounding. It's a team rebounding, and it's bad. It's especially pronounced with defensive rebounding. Like you said, the other teams are getting great offensive boards. Some teams, some of the best teams in the league, choose not to hit the offensive boards. So it's a, okay. You can succeed without that. Yeah. But you got to get the defensive rebounding at yes. the very least. I think. Uh, I think it was the Blazers game. The Wolves set like a franchise record for most rebounds given up. Like they gave up like sixty some rebounds. Or it felt like, like it. That it felt like it. It was. Uh, Man, it's it's so maddening to watch that. Just guys getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound, and the the second chance chance points has just been uh, an absolute killer so far this year. And it's been really disappointing, especially because we've been pretty good at it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like coming off of the years of like uh, Kevin Love and Al Jefferson and guys that were decent at uh, rebounding. Remember that year that uh, Love and uh, uh, Nikola Peck Pekovic. Love him. I mean, those are. I mean, those those teams were, didn't have necessarily the talent that this uh, team does, but man, they were good at getting rebounds and they were good at uh, at dominating the glass. And that's something it's uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone, maybe. And now we're seeing just how frustrating it can be giving up these second chance opportunities. Yeah, absolutely, because it's just frustrating to have your team play good defense and have them force a really challenged shot that's bad, and then it bounces off and they get another easy shot. You know. Ugh. Also, I think it's uh, it's just like a cascading effect in some ways with rebounds. It's demoralizing. It's, all right, well, hopefully we can rebound from this really terrible start <laughs> to the season. Um, it's time for us to move on to our next segment. Before we do, though, here's an update from one of our sponsors. It is Bernie Lee Injury Law. Has your current client been injured? Use Bernie Lee Injury Law to cover up that injury and leak stuff to the press. That's right. Bernie Lee Injury Law. If you got injured, it could be anyone's fault. It's not yours. I'll tell you that. You can blame it on anyone. You played too many minutes. Uh, somebody bumped into you. Pat Beverly dived into your knee. That's right. I don't think you should be sidelined from an injury that you were sustained while on the court. There's always someone to blame. And with Bernie Lee Injury Law, you know it's never your fault. So visit BernieLeeInjuryLaw.org.gov and you'll be able to sign Bernie Lee to be your own personal representative. All right, we got a new segment coming up. We don't have theme music yet. Maybe we should invent some theme music right now, okay? Give me a beat, Robert. Hey, everyone. It's time for the chopping block. Hey everyone, you know, buy that stock. Hey everyone, you're gonna be on the clock. Oh, Shinerbach. Hey, this is the segment. We'll see where it goes. There we go. Scott, you are just so talented. Ah, I don't like to brag. Neil's the one who's the musician, but I still have the jeans. We share the jeans. Mm, runs in the blood. I need to buy a new pair of jeans. I got a hole in these. Yeah, you do. Right in the crotch. <laughs> it's always in the crotch. I'm glad you said it because. I was going to have to say something that's going to be awkward, so I'm glad you noticed. I think you're just bantering, but I'm very worried about it because I've been to work all week. I was trying to buy a new pants Ooh. last week, and I didn't do it, so I've been wearing these to work Between all week. that and talking about abusing the uh, NPR mail system, uh, <sighs> I hope no one for a little reprimand. I'm pretty sure no one at NPR supports my creative endeavors, so I'm okay with this. I can only but, hope so. Oh, man, do I hope. 
It's a new segment. It's from your show. Yes. That's right. Chopping Block is the name of the segment. We didn't mention it yet, but Robert has the best football podcast, in my opinion, because it's the only one I listen to. I don't mm. follow the NFL, but I listen to it every week because it's so funny. It makes me laugh. One of the like, three podcasts that make me laugh out loud. You well, know, thank you, Scott. When I listen to it. And there was a lot of good segments. There were so many. I went through them. Uh, maybe Roughing the Pastor. I was like, we could do it. Flagrant foul. Mm. I like your new segment, Play Doctor. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn Bjornsson's Bjorn Bjord. Yes. A lot of we, classics. Uh, we try to keep it fresh, you know? Yeah, and you do. And so everyone, check out Kings of the North. My wife designed the logo. Check that yes. out. It's um, incredible logo. Best it, part of the show. I can't disagree without her getting angry at me. Um, so here we go. Chopping block is a segment where we come up. Uh, I'll give you. I list three things. Maybe you should describe it. Yeah. So we give three different options, and you have to chop one of them. So one of these options goes on the chopping block. So uh, it's kind of like you got to make a choice. You know, which one are you willing to get rid of? So it it can lead to some very uh, controversial results i guess i'll go first because i have a feeling yours will be better and i want to end it on a strong note sure so each made two i'll start first well, you put me on you're building me up here so that's right chopping block you have to cut one of these three things yes jim pete calling timberwolves games Ooh, okay very good the minnesota timberwolves staying in minnesota not moving out of state okay the timberwolves make the western conference finals in the next four seasons Wow. Um, Chop one of those three options. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm going to chop Jim Pete calling games. Because if the the Wolves making the Western Conference Finals is like, that would be... It's a, validation. That would be validation. That would be uh, something that no one would expect. It would be like, I have to imagine it'd be some sort of like Cinderella story because they're certainly not building a, a juggernaut as, as we speak. It, it uh, would probably be an electric semi-conference uh, seven-game series like the Wolves versus the Canes. Yes. Wolves fans, <laughs> I don't have to specify, the Wolves fans know because it's the highlight of our franchise's history. Yes. Uh, so, and then, I mean, we'd, we'd go down, but at least we'd have, you know, something to hang our hat on because and we'd be in Minnesota. All the wolves talk about now, if there's one highlight in wolves history, it's that one Western conference final that we made it to. And that's something we've been hanging on to for the last, you know, 15 years or whatever. We got a banner so, for it. As much as I love Jim Pete, we have had, we're been spoiled by him. He's the best play by play guy that I've ever listened to. Um, but the actual basketball itself, I'd love to, I'd love to actually have quality basketball out there. And obviously, I don't want the Wolves to move. Yep, I'm with you on that one. I think that's the right call. All right, hit me with yours. All right, I've got three halftime entertainment options. You're gonna have to chop one. So I'm intrigued. the first is Quick Change. Mm. You're familiar with Quick Change? Oh yeah. I haven't seen them in a while, but they do the All Star Game usually every year, yep. though. So you've probably seen them if you watch the All Star Game. Absolutely. Uh, the next is Red Panda. Mm-hmm. They were at the classic. Home, they were at the home opener this year. She bounces balls on her. And the final is the one that I feel like they do when they can't get a actual halftime entertainment, and that's like a youth basketball game that they do for like ten minutes. Sure, but it's for whatever reason it's like. When I watch it, it's super riveting to see little, even if it's like a YMCA league or something, just regular people playing and shooting on a on the an NBA court. So you got to chop one of them. I'm glad you didn't list like washed up artists. 
Yes. Morris Day Vanilla and the Ice. Time are performing on November sixteenth. Yep, there's a there's a whole long list uh, of Bell Bib DeVoe. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen them all. Yeah, they've all made the rounds. Sugar Hill Gay. <laughs> these are all real. We're not making up any of no, these. These have all been all been bags. there. Okay, I hate to do it this way, but I just gotta be real. I'm 100 percent honest with you, the listener. Mm-hmm. Neil and I barely watch NBA halftimes because we have to go to the bathroom and get food and get a drink and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we go on. But the only one of these three that I would never consider waiting around to see is the kids' halftime game. You know, it's fun. I agree. If it were a choice between you have to sit and watch all three, maybe the kids' halftime game gets an edge. But if you're going to be like, Scott, don't go to the bathroom because blank is performing. Quick change. I, I would literally not go to the bathroom for that. That's amazing. Hold it in. They're so good. Red Panda, I've seen enough times. Yeah. She comes around once a year, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would be tempted to wait, but I probably wouldn't. And then kids, basketball, that's going to happen 20 times a season. That's what you do <laughs> when you don't have a halftime. And so I'm not going to feel obligated to sit in my seat for that. So I'm chopping the kids to halftime. Okay. Wow. All right, Robert. I like that one better than any of mine, but let's do this next one. Thank you. Three things. The three perhaps worst things in Timberwolves history. Mm. You have to choose which one you, wow. you will want to do. Where do you start? Well, first up, Flip Saunders' death. We were Jeez. we were on a trajectory, and uh, it's all been wacky world since then. Yes. Uh, the Kevin Garnett trade. At the time, we thought, hey, we're getting a value. Look at all these players and picks we're getting back. Didn't really work out. Mm, didn't really work out. And the last one, the Joe Smith contract may be the reason Ooh. why we never made the finals with KG because they stripped all of those first-round draft picks. Five first-round draft picks. It was reduced to three. The biggest fine in NBA history. That's right. Mark Cuban paid less for hara- sexually harassing his employees than the Wolves <laughs> paid for a, a hush-hush agreement with Joe Smith. Wow. Well, those are some bad moments. The, um, the worst moments. The worst. Um, so I'm cutting the one that I think is the... I'm cutting the one that I don't. I wish never happened. Yes. Well, I gotta. I don't want. I'm gonna cut Flip Saunders. I think that's the only option. Yeah. I mean, the KG trade. Yeah, the Wolves are bad, but they had been bad for a couple years following that Western Conference uh, Finals with uh, KG, and at least we got some. You know, I didn't hate the Al Jefferson years, and we got. We got Gerald Green doing the cupcake, uh, cupcake iconic. dunk. Uh, that was iconic, yeah. Uh, and Joe Smith, um, yeah, that was bad. But at the same time, I didn't have any confidence in the Wolves to take those draft picks and make a decent player out of them, given that we drafted like Indy EB and you know, Rashad McCants. This is why you're guys. better at your game than I am, because... Only one of these is Have a I life. I, only one of these is a life or death situation. Yeah. Like, I feel like if the other ones were like Wolves coming a championship, you'd still be like, no, make the man alive who has children well, in a way. <laughs> you I, know, I think I've got something that's kind of on that same vein. All right, I'm let's take, hear it. I mean, you took sad things. I'm going to take embarrassing Wolves moments. Oh, I'm here for it. So you got to chop the one that you think is the most embarrassing. So the Tom Thibodeau era chopped. Yeah. Well, we're going to take first off. We're going to take the Jimmy Butler. I think we've said it's a saga now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a saga. Uh, the Darko Milicic Mana from Heaven uh, era mm-hmm. with David Kahn. And that we'll just say David Kahn just sort of in general, but that was kind of highlighted by Dar- him declaring yeah. Darko being Mana from Heaven. 
And we'll say finally the Kevin Love missed season due to knuckle push-ups and the kind of controversy that surrounded that. Everyone kind of wink, wink, knowing that it wasn't actual, actually knuckle push-ups, like it was him punching somebody or whatever it was. That's my sound of a chopping block happening. It's like a guillotine. <laughs> Cutting Darko. Cutting David Kahn. Ah. Uh. I mean, we needed Kevin Love for that season. That was the season before the last Love season. It was like, we need to make this work or else Kevin Love's leaving. It was a crucial season. And the Jimmy stuff could end up being more harmful to our franchise than the Darko stuff. Because Darko on his own was a bad call. Pump him up. You know, whatever. It's a mm-hmm. bad call. That, that, that is a man who was cursed to be play basketball. He didn't want to play basketball. He wanted to box and fish. And they're like, no, you're Drink. over seven feet, so why don't you get all these millions, Darko? Um, but just the David Kahn thing was so embarrassing. I mean, that was the most embarrassing of all the embarrassing things. And there have been many. Mm. There have been many in this franchise's history. The David Kahn era was the most unforgivable. I'm, I can't stand it. I mean, on one hand, you could say without David Kahn, we'd never have Cat. But, oh man, I'd probably have a few extra lives, uh, years of my life back. So, definitely David Cotton. Yeah. It's, I think as a Wolves fan, going through those things, it's like uh, Calvin's dad and Calvin and Hobbes saying, like, it builds character. It builds character. We're, we, we're high character fans at this point, having gone through all that stuff. So, wow. I mean, you're, I think you made the right choice there. Is this the first Calvin Hobbes ep- reference? 90 episodes in? I, I hope it won't be the last. I love it. What a great reference. I love Calvin <laughs> and Hobbes. I got a million of them. <sighs> the best. All right, everybody. Before we go into weekly Wolfies, we got to do our last uh, sponsor. That's Canis Hoopus. You can subscribe to Canis Hoopus. Get all their content for free. I'll tell you how. You just got to use the promo code Johnny on the spot. Johnny on the spot's the promo code. And you can get all of it free. I know there's there's really good websites that charge you for the content. Kena Supas is free, though, especially when you use the promo code. That won't change anything. Johnny on the spot. Mm. And remember, everybody, uh, please download this podcast before you listen to it. Download it and email me. If you want to advertise on this program, it's J-S-O-U-H-A-N 47 at gmail.com. It's J-S-O-U-H-A-N 47 at gmail.com, everybody. All right. It's time that time once a week we do it every week let's hear it now presenting your weekly wolfie that's right everybody it's time for our weekly wolfies the awards that are more prestigious than the primetime emmys but not quite on the same level as the baftas the British Academy, or you know, you figure out that the, the acronym. We're not going to promote them They're yeah. better than us. We got uh, some awards we're going to give out, and sometimes it's for something good, sometimes it's for something bad, you know. Sometimes it's for something weird, and sometimes it's for something that's kind of slimy, uh, you know, where you touch it and slimy is squishy, but you keep touching it because it's like, oh, yeah. what is this? What is this? And you keep touching it, and then you look, Can't help it. and it, it's a Brussels sprout that you've been squeezing, you know, and you <laughs> thought it was a human's eyes. Um, Every time it ends up being a Brussels sprout. What else are you going to do with them? You're not going to eat them. Um, so, Rob, why don't you kick us off here? All right. My weekly wolfie, it's a positive thing. I'm trying to stay positive right now in the... In the face of all this negativity. So I'm going to give a weekly wolfie to the great city of Apple Valley. 
Hey, shout out to Apple Valley. Shout out to Apple Valley, uh, a place I've spent lots and lots of my time. The place that has spawned the beefcake for your show. Yes, yes, the beefcake. I mean, that's it. Despite that, yeah, uh, we'll give them a pass. But Apple Valley, we saw the NBA debut with first points of Gary Trent Jr., mm. Apple Valley alumni. We also saw uh, a little bit of interaction because it was a blowout. Uh, we saw uh, Tyus Jones and and uh, Gary Trent Jr. kind of interacting a little bit, yeah. and uh, Jeff Teague kind of needling uh, while Tra- both were kind of around. He College star Trey Jones from Apple Valley, and, uh, yes, and also Trey Jones, the uh, the day his his debut. He had a decent game, didn't shoot very well, but had seven assists. He's and, like like the fourth most important recruit on that team, so he's not going to score a lot because he'll he, still be a he'll he's still a true, be a first rounder. He's probably. a true point guard. He he feeds the guys who need it. You know, yeah, he he doesn't need the ball. If a Dukey people go, I think there could be two or three Duke people in the top like eight picks. If that happens, oh, it might go like one, two, three. Or it something. could happen, but if that happens, it's all because of Trey feeding them. That's right, make so, them look good. So Apple Valley all of a sudden becoming like a. Uh, uh, a birthplace for basketball studs. So, and of course, we got we got Tyus, and that's that's one thing I try to keep in mind is like every once in a while I go like, hey, we still got Tyus Jones. That's right. You know, we still got a we still got an Apple Valley guy, a real Minnesotan, and uh, it's kind of cool to see. Uh, even though I'm a, we're both Farmington Tigers through and through to the heart. But hey, if we wanted to go to Target, where did you go? Oh, you went to the Target Great Land, Apple Valley. And if you wanted to, Perkins. Eat, if you wanted to eat Taco Bell, where'd you go? Perkins, yes, you know, yeah. so many, so many great places. Apple, Valley, Apple Valley was an important place. They had the Red Robin right next to the Carmike yes. Theater, you know. Oh yeah! Oh, so many times going to that Red Robin and then going straight to see a movie. So uh, they put an egg God on your bless burger. Apple Valley. Even though you know Eastview has spawned some uh, truly no one good went to Eastview, but nobody. Uh, Especially not the beefcake. I got into a car accident one time in Apple Valley. It was a momentous night in my life. Something very seedy happened afterwards. Build character, though. Sure did. Built a lot of character. I had two different ones that I wanted to go with tonight. But one could maybe be rolled over to next week. So my weekly Wolfie is going out to Jim Peterson Mm. for coining the term (laughs) T-Blazers. You know, it's like I never noticed... I mean, when I was growing up, I was like, T-Wolves, whatever, that's the name, what's the name? And, uh, you know, for old school fans, the people who go way back, but not as far back as Tim Rolls today, Kissing Marnie Galner Podcast yes. Network, you and Neil had a podcast back in like 07. Yep. Not Those that far back. Not that far back yet. And not as far back as F.E. at Timberwolves, the Timberwolves Tumblr blog that Neil and I used to run. <laughs> but T-Wolves, it was before Wolvescast, it was an adventure we did called T-Wolves, T-E-E, Wolves, like T-shirts. Mm. We sold Worlds merchandise. I blogged every game for a whole season. It was good times. Uh, but we moved on to Wolves Cast. Actually, we moved on to Timberwolves the podcast, and then Wolves Cast. We're really bad at before Canis Hoopas took over as the premier Timberwolves uh, site out there. Exactly, T Wolves blog. That was, was another it. one that was uh, the hot spot. Yeah, that was the hot spot, and. Uh, yeah, good memories, but uh, but nowadays but, I don't like it. The Wednesday night game against the Lakers, I don't, I forget who was on the call. Is it Harlan? I forget. Um, but whoever was on the call for the national meeting was T Wolves. The T yeah, Wolves got this. The T Wolves got Breen that. And uh, Mark Jackson. Yeah, the T Wolves got this, and it's just grating to my ears. And I love that Jim Pete during the Blazers game was like, "I'm going to call them the T Blazers," which sounds <laughs> dumb. It sounds stupid. But that emphasizes why T-Wolves is a bad name. No one calls them the T-Blazers. Well, taste your own medicine. No one should call them the T-Wolves. And so I think it was ingenious. 
Uh, Jim Pete, you've done it again, my friend. Uh, Best in the business. I'm going to call them T-Blazers until people stop referring to T-Wolves. Really quick, I'm going to throw out there, because we're talking about announcers, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Dave Benz for keeping around the with authority yeah. uh, call. Cartman. Uh, I'm glad that he's keeping uh, late 90s Cartman phrases around. Uh, haven't gotten to see it a whole lot because Timberwolves don't seem to like to. They don't have a lot of authority much. these days. No, no. Very little authority. I don't think Andrew Wiggins has dunked yet this season. He he dunked uh, against the Lakers. Oh, yeah. was a. I think he's dunked like twice. Yeah. He had, that, he had that quote. People asked him about that Okogi putback dunk from a few games back. He said, it reminds me when I was younger. Andrew, you're 23, my friend. Like, you're not that old, but maybe it's indicative of how he feels. Maybe he's not dunking mm. anymore because he feels old. Yes. I don't know. I don't That's know. a very telling statement, isn't it? Could psychoanalyze it. I psychoanalyze anything, especially from Wiggins because he doesn't say enough, so you have to psychoanalyze No, it's all everything. about body language and, yeah, it's a, he's a head case sometimes, it seems like, so lots to analyze there. All right, everybody. I'm very excited for this week's game because for the first time, I didn't write it. I usually write the games. I never get to play them. I'm a trivia host, you know? I, uh, it's uh, more than a job. But this week, Robert wrote these questions for me, and I'm excited to answer them. What do we yeah. have, Robert? So I've got some limericks here, mm. and I want you to finish the last line of the limerick, of the I last word. So, I'm so excited. some of them are going to be a little bit easier. Some of them, maybe not so much. And also, I crowdsourced this. Uh, we were just at Darby's for trivia. That's and right. We had a I was se- with special some my, Thursday Night Simpsons trivia. Yeah, I was with some of my Kings of the North brethren, the Beefcake, uh, Professor Pigskin, and Dupola Sausage. They Dupola contributed sausage as well. So uh, let's actually begin with uh, let's begin with the prof- uh, Professor Pigskin's uh, first limerick. All right, I got it. There once was a point guard named Rick whose passing was quite slick. But then Tibbs sent him west, where he's playing his best, and his lion tattoo is so... Sick! That's right. Sick lion tattoo, Ricky. Ah. I love him. I'm just... I'm. It's one of those things where I love him so purely, I'm not even upset he's away from us living his best life. I'm just happy he's living that. Yes. All right. This one is from me. There once was a wolf named Towns whose talent grew leaps and bounds. Then along came Butler, now he does suffer, and his smiles all turn to... Frowns. Mm, too easy. That's the... Bum, bum, ba, dum, no! All right, I got one more here, and this Let's is from Dupola Sausage. This one's going to be a little bit tougher, but it fits into his character. There once was a grouch named Tips. On all former bulls, he called dibs. He loved to yell ice, his singular vice, losing games, owning the... Libs. Libs. Owning the libs. <laughs> to pull the sausage, the character on NFC North, the Kings of the North podcast, he is a very conservative yes, character. staunch. Who cheers for the terrible Chicago Bears. He just uh, voted... All, all red. That's what he last did. Tuesday, the That's character devastated that uh, Minnesota didn't kind of go his direction. I heard he wrote Ditka in for every one of the judges. <laughs> right in Ditka, Ditka, Ditka. Yeah, Ditka down the line, all the way. Well, you killed it. Scott. I thought those. You know, I killed it because I usually write the limericks, but I want to say those are three very solid limericks, very good limericks. I'd be proud to have written any of them myself. 
Well, thank you. We uh, like to think that we're talented lyrically, so uh, we tried our best for such a high-quality podcast. Um, well, everybody, Neil's going to be shocked. We're at 55 minutes. I told you, one live take, and we are... Man. We got 60 minutes to say... Uh, actually, got they 58 minutes to say... That's right, man. We've never done it like this. Neil will be impressed. We didn't even take any bathroom breaks. Like Neil always has to do after the sponsor. Every week after the sponsor, Neil takes a bathroom break. Listen to old episodes to see if you can hear the edit. Wow, uh, some behind the scenes. Also, kinda. here's a behind the scenes, because you've stuck around to the 56-minute mark. Uh, behind the scenes, whenever Neil goes to the bathroom, I usually acapella some stuff where I'm like, <laughs> we are the Timberwolves, but nobody knows how we're going to win this week. And everyone's angry at town. Uh, you know, I, I just acapella for like the two minutes he's in the bathroom and then he deletes it every week. So and I've always thought do like outtakes. I've always something. thought one week I would be so good at it that he would leave it in. Not happening. Neil's, keep doing it, man. Neil's a businessman. He's yeah, not a businessman. He's a he's, business he's man. Well, you know what you uh, you gotta you gotta let your talent shine through. That's what so I'm, I'm glad that uh, while he's gone, you can kind of show some of that talent. And you know, while the mouse is while the cat is away, the mouse will the play. Mouse will play, and we are you are the mouse, my friend. That's right. Well, before we go and before you stop paying attention, I want to say. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Canis Hoopis. They have us here every week on their website. If you're not listening to it on their website, screw them. Hey, thanks for <laughs> subscribing straight. You're the guy. You're the guy. Or the woman. Hey, you're that person who subscribed to us. Yes. So thanks for that. Um, come to Trivia at Darby's. It's every Tuesday, at least for like another three weeks. I think it's going to end. I've been hosting Trivia oh. at Darby's for eight years, and I think that at the end of November it's going to end because nobody's coming anymore. Oh, so no. if you've been listening to the podcast for the past few years and been like, I'm going to go one of these weeks. You know, one of these weeks when it matches with my schedule, I'm going to go and I'm going to see Scott from my favorite Wolves cat, my favorite pod, Wolves Cats. I'm going to see him in person hosting Trivia. We're going to interact. He's going to give me a Timberwolves card. It might even be autographed. Mm. Not by the player, but by me autographing the cards as Kevin Garnett or whatever. I do that. And so if you want to come, please come during November because I have a feeling it's not going to be around anymore in December. So please come to Darby's. Show up and, you know, build like a three or $400 tab just so they realize that, hey, maybe this is profitable because it is, it's been an institution at sure Darby's has. and it deserves to go on forever. Right there in the podcast studio, that trophy on the top shelf. Ooh. It's the trophy you and Neil won for your very first winter at Darby's. Wow. Every winter, I'm like, who's been the team who's been the best collectively? And you guys won that trophy year one. It's right there. I thought that we would end up kind of switching it off year by year, but... Uh, Neil's kept uh, it the entire yeah, time. he's kept it. Again, he's a business man. He's and a business a, man. It makes for, uh, makes for a nice little... Nice little decoration here at the studio. It's uh, perhaps the perhaps the crown jewel of all the different uh, uh, decorations, the feng shui of this He has studio, it on the tallest so. shelf. He has it on the biggest shelf. Mm. All right, so uh, Robert, thank you for being here. You, uh, check out Kings of the North. Like I said, I tried to take one segment from them to put on the podcast. There were so many good segments that it was hard to pick one. Well, thank you. So check it out. Kings of the North, everybody. Uh, Robert, anything else you want to add before I close this up? Uh, just want to, uh, I mean, you said it, check out Kings of the North and uh, just keep your chin up, you know. Brighter days are ahead and all this uh, all this bad stuff is going to build character. Just keep that in mind. Man, you know... Think of Calvin's dad. That's right. I mean, they say that losing, you know, builds character and they say that 
adversity builds character, and that's why I love this fan base. Mm. We've got so much character, man. They're high character fans. Check out the Wolves Cast Digest. Check out uh, Canisupus. They're awesome. And uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of someone else. Say something nice to someone else in your life. And then say two nice things to yourself. Sometimes that's the hardest. And remember, everybody, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Do-do-do-do. I'm out with it, man, because you know that I'm toxic. <laughs>